What's good, y'all? Your boy Brandon back in another episode of the On Run Podcast, man. This week, we're recording outside of our studio. We're here at Coveted at South Premier Outlets in the house with, uh, we got Alan, Alfredo, and we're here with Chewy Wap and Nickel Denim. What's good, y'all? What's good, guys? What's up? Uh, appreciate y'all letting us come out here and record out here with y'all. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, man. So, um, just getting started, you want to give people a little bit of introduction as to who you are, um, what you do? Uh, so, I'm Chewy. Uh, I got a shoe store called Coveted. We do buy, sell, and trade. Um... And Nickel? My name is Nickel. That's what everyone calls me. I just do cut and sew. I do tailoring service. That's like the surface of about what I am so far. Okay. And so I, I guess like the first question we kind of got for you, both of you guys, is like, how did you guys actually come into actually doing these type of passions, things that we just decided to actually make a business out of it? So me, I've been in the shoes like as long as I could remember. So my brother, uh, he was like one of the founders of UNC's. I did a podcast with him. Uh, he got me into shoes, like, really early on. And then, yeah, so I've just been, like, collecting, selling shoes, like, since I was in middle school. And then uh, after high school, I was working at eBay. And then uh, my business partner, Chewy, he, he basically was like, yo, my mom found uh, a space uh, that we could rent. It's uh, only, like, it, it, was, it was a cheap price. And I, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I looked at it, and then as soon as I looked at it, I was like, uh yeah we, we gotta, gotta get it i was like yeah let me know when to put my two weeks in and then like i quit my job after that and then it just kind of started from there okay and how like how different i guess you had always been around shoes because your brother yeah um this is no this or nothing but we interviewed him he was like yeah he used to steal my shoes all the time whatever whatever so um i guess you you, you got introduced in by into shoes by your brother but like when did you decide like i want to do that too like i think i could do that too um well i mean ever since i was young like we just used to like uh, post stuff on like Facebook, so like it was really like early on, and then like sooner than later, we, like I started like an Instagram page, and then people like started hitting me up, and then you know one thing led to another. It's like you know a bunch of people just uh, hit me up for shoes, and then you know you just kind of like build collections, and then go on from there. Okay, and like yeah, go ahead. And so and so, at what age did you actually start to like reselling? Yeah. Oh, well, since I was in middle school, since so probably like I was like twelve. Like in 2013, so like almost 10 years ago. Damn, oh, so young. So people were doing like Doritos and stuff. You said, nah, shoes, you got to go yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just started like getting like a pair of like shoes on like off or uh, yeah, like offer up or like back then it was like Craigslist. So I remember yeah. uh, I got my first pair of like Jordans when I was in middle school. It was like a pair of 1990 Fire Red 5s. I got them for like 120. I sold them for uh, some Red 11s for 120. And then I got a few pair of shoes. So I kind of just, you know, started from there. So you got ten years in the game, so yeah, it's a it's a long time. And how old were you when you started the store? Uh, probably like, bro, as long as I can remember, probably like twelve years old. No, no, I mean like since you started coveted. Oh, coveted. Uh, it was like right after COVID, so it's about to be two years now. Okay, so your two year anniversary coming. Yeah, two year anniversary is coming uh later this month. And like, what were the biggest lessons you learned? I guess like at the beginning. You had already been selling shoes, so yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you knew the shoe game. You knew what was hot, what was not. You kind of knew like where to go to find cheap shoes and how to flip them, yeah. how to find customers. But having a store where you have to take care of like inventory, uh, like you know, take care of customers, take orders maybe through the phone or online, yeah. however you're doing it, get your social media game right because um, that started becoming like a thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what was the most difficult thing for you? At uh, the beginning? I mean, with everything, bro, it was just like trial and error. Like we would see what would work and what didn't. There's not. There's like not a guide like uh where it shows you like how to like start a store you kind of just gotta like 
do something if it works and if it doesn't work like there's no like you can't just like youtube how to open up a store uh, yeah yeah kind of just true. like ask your peers uh kind of just do your own research is there anything you tried out that you were like oh this is a bad idea after you did it um Maybe like, fuck, I don't know. No, I mean, I think like because you had been around shoes so long, and of course you have your brother, yeah. it's kind of like a little bit easier for yeah, you yeah, because yeah. you have someone like you're like, how do I do this? Or like, what do you think about yeah. this? You know? Yeah. So like, I was around him, and then my business partner Chewy, like, he had his mom, which she has a restaurant. So like, uh, earlier on, they would help us with like, with like all of, like the business stuff. Right. And then we would just do like, like you know, posting on Instagram, like all the like you know posting on instagram getting more customers in they would help us with more with like the business side like all the behind the scenes all, stuff. all the stuff like they don't really talk about like taxes all like and other stuff for sure for sure yeah so i mean i mean now is you're going to be your two-year anniversary yeah is there something that you wish you had done differently i know you guys are actually located the south uh premium outlets but is there a different location you wish you would have gone to or are you happy here where you're at right now uh i'm happy here but uh, I, I wish we would have, like, you know, uh, maybe one, like, downtown. But, like, I, I can't complain here. It's, like, a different crowd. You know, there's people that, like, we, we meet. It's, like, people that are, like, tourists. So it's, like, you know, we get to cater to, like, a bunch of different people from all over the world. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Did you ever, like, come here growing up? Because you're from Vegas, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever come here growing up? Like, or uh, not really? Probably, like, not not that often. Probably, like, once or twice a year. Yeah. But it's, like, it's kind of cool. At least to me personally, because I'm from here too. Yeah. So it's kind of like I don't know. Like I would be like, how would I feel if I had like I don't know. If we had our studio in like a place like this or something. Yeah. It's like you grow up going to the mall, and now you have a, your own store at the mall. I think that's pretty cool. You know. Yeah. But what does that feel like? Uh, it feels pretty good. Like I remember, like earlier on, I used to work at like the the other outlet, the North Premium outlet. So that that's pretty cool. Like yeah. I, I don't have a store there, but I have a store here. So that that's pretty cool. Just like coming here every day and just staying like the mall. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's pretty badass. And Nico, we got you here too, man. So um, you already told us, man, you make the pants, man. I'm wearing these pants. I got like a few more at home. Probably going to buy some more in the future. Um, But yeah, man, what's your story? Like, uh, I know you're not from Vegas, so where did you originally come from? All right, well, I'm 30-something years old. I'm from Fresno. I've been out here for, I think, coming up four years. But prior to that, I lived here for a year in 08. Uh, So I have family out here. Uh. Cali got expensive, so I cut, and I came out here. So that's the premise of me making it out here to Vegas. Pretty much that part, if okay. you want to know how I got here. For sure. <laughs> and, like, you started making pants, so you, you – I mean, I've talked to you before, but for the people that don't know, you're, like, generations deep into, like, making clothes. That's, like, a legacy, I guess I would say, that comes from your family. So how can you tell us a little bit about that history? Yeah, so, well, my family is – I'm the first generation born out here in the United States, but uh, my parents, grandparents are born in Laos. They refugeed over here and uh, they end up in San Antonio, Texas uh, through a sponsorship family, through like churches and stuff. So that's how they were able to get here. And from there, there's like, you know, just with any immigrants that migrate, uh, they find their communities, for example, like, uh, what's it? There's a lot of Mexicans that live in the Central Valley or California, that's where they all just migrate to. Just to feel a sense of home, you build a community. Similar to like how there's now that almost every major city, there's a Chinatown kind of thing. So uh, yeah, so it went from there. Then my grandparents moved to LA and 
finding work was probably not easy for immigrants. So they took up sweatshop jobs. So my grandparents learned how to sew. And then they taught their kids, which are my parents and their siblings, my aunt and uncles, how to sew. And then now it's kind of diluted. So none of my, my cousins need to do it because we're all like, you know, that that's kind of like faded away. Right. But I picked it up based on the fact that I grew up around it for like, I'd go to LA to visit my grandparents and we'd have like 40, 30, 40 machines running, just random people I've never met, but they're Damn. working there too. And you just go in the back room of like this LA house in not even LA, they were living in Van Nuys. And uh, you go to the back house and you just see a bunch of people like, there's a bunch of like raw, like pretty much raw textile and they're turning these into t-shirts that they're gonna sell. Now that I remember some of the tags, like at the mall and stuff like that, I was like, damn, this is where they make their shirts? So like, for example, I know I'm getting off on a tangent real quick, but like Fear of God, some of his stuff is made out of LA. So it's like, that's one primary example of damn, like- Jerry's in the sweatshops? Yeah, well, I wouldn't call it sweatshops, <laughs> no, no, but I, I did see some of the stuff that he had uh, posted like two years back. And I was like, damn, that's like similar to the shit that my grandparents were doing. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much the premise of it. And, uh, I saw them doing it so much and I was like, just natural evolution in terms of me making clothes. It, it was gonna eventually get to the point of me making my own clothes, not just literally making a design or like screen printing a shirt and selling it for like the next amount of dollars. I wanted to start making my own blanks, making my own stuff. And that's all it took. Like I saw something that I didn't want to spend a thousand dollars on that I can make and then I did it. I mean, innovation, I mean, being poor, really really inspires uh, like innovation so. yeah it makes you think outside the box yeah i, was like, I want this but i'm gonna pay a, a rack for it <laughs> right. so i'm gonna make it right and it's interesting because like i know like for the most part like you said asian immigrants i know not just people from laos but koreans uh chinese and when they go to la you you're right like when they first went there i know there was a lot working like sweatshops sewing but also like jewelry uh doing that kind of stuff so it's interesting how like different cultures or like different regions of the world migrate there and have different jobs just like how like mexicans move here and like they all work construction or they work in the kitchens you know or they but, work in like agriculture yeah like, like agriculture like landscaping friends, that kind of stuff they're like they they're they're like grandparents they go to the farms and like they pay everything. yeah like, and i wonder i wonder why that is i wonder like why it got segmented that way uh if i could if i could dumb it down to like not dumb it down but bring it down to the core like there's some jobs that you can just literally teach and it's like it's so easy to do like a dishwasher is like probably the easiest thing so picking probably like the easiest thing is the well, i have disrespect my boy no no, no, <laughs> no it wasn't like easy as in easy but like yeah, you yeah gotta like find the fastest simpler, job yeah. that no one wants to do yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no one wants to do backbreaking labor and then i remember my like those sweatshops they call them sweatshops because there's no ac in those warehouses yeah, yeah. they're like fucking no hot. i remember going too. in there you have and you can't have fans running because the fans fuck up the threads on the sewing machines like they pull them out so you can't even have like hard fans blowing at you because it it like it's counterproductive to the process of making clothes and i remember i remember that i was like i was asking i was like why don't you guys throw fans and they're like you can't do it because it's gonna push the thread out the like there's just and this is like a large scale like 40 machines running yeah. this is not like just making one for fun and time's not that important they literally it's it sucked but i think about it like growing up i was like they gave them like 200 you need to make 200 shirts and you got like eight hours to do it and then it's a lot of stuff they they literally have a huge clear garbage bag full and then like of just raw textile that's already cut in a pattern and they have to sew that pattern together so that's yeah crazy. yeah so that's why they call them sweatshops. now that they think about it it was that makes a lot of sense yeah i'm thinking about it i never thought like 
you couldn't have any fans in there just because it messed up the thread. That's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. That's honestly why not because they don't have, like, literally, it, like, it kind of, I wouldn't say fuck up stuff, but it, it, it does. It could, yeah. Yeah, it does yeah. do something. It, it, it creates a factor in terms of working slower because you got to rethread the machine back into it or something happens. Yeah, for sure. And how'd y'all end up meeting? I guess when you came out here, like, how did you get linked up with them? Honestly, it's... First Friday, right? Yeah. I guess he was vending, and then uh, I think you were like, oh, I think I know you from, like, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then he just been super cool since then. And then I found out he made, uh, made jeans, made, made me some jeans, and then it kind of just went on from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I try to keep my business as organic as possible. That's why I don't... I prefer not to show my face. I prefer my product to be the face of the brand. So speak for itself kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't have to buy into me. You can buy into the product. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Why is that, though? Um, I know a lot of people do the opposite. Like, the biggest person, I would say, is, like, the Elon Musk method. Mm. Is like, when have you ever seen a commercial for Tesla? Like, they don't make commercials because he's the commercial. Uh-huh. Whenever he gets his ass on Twitter and t- starts talking some wild shit or he's on a Joe Rogan podcast, like, smoking a blow with him, it's like, you buy into him. You're yeah. like, oh, this guy's cool as fuck. He's going to take us to Mars. Hell yeah, yeah, I'll buy his car. But, like, the product itself is, like, he kind of does it the opposite. So, like, why do you opt for that method where your product, you want your product to speak for you instead of you speaking for it? I guess it's natural and organic. It just happened that way. Uh, when I created my, created my business, it was unintentional. None of, nothing I did was orchestrated uh i made that page to separate my cali life to vegas life i did not make that page to make a business but so many people kept hitting up from vegas like hey i heard you make pants (laughs) i was like yeah i do or offering a tailoring service i was like yes i do do that so that page was necessarily just meant for me just to like just separate my vegas life to cali life so i was just posting in terms of like i'm just a local here living here and uh I just kept that same like energy as I went to my business and I was like, I want to do something unorthodox. So I'd rather do it that way than the traditional way of buy into me because no one's have bought into me in terms of when they look into it, they buy into what other people say, the word of mouth business, all that stuff. Cause literally I've done zero advertising, like absolutely none. It's just like if you love the product enough to tell someone else, yeah, exactly. then then it'll just eventually keep growing organically. Do you see yourself maybe two years down the line, three years down the line, maybe sharing your face, sharing maybe what your success is, maybe opening up a shop yourself? Yes and no. Uh, I'd have, I've yet to create a five-year plan for myself with my business because I have a really good day job or career. So me doing the tailoring service was never meant to be this successful. Like, like I said, everything I did was unintentional, Mm. but I'm used to like busting my ass. So that's why it went from like in September, like I only did like two pairs that month for Giovanni from bring it back. And like a couple other people like them to now I'm 260 pairs in 12 months. Wow. So, and you're just a one man show. Yeah. Two. There's another like, because my aunt helps me because she taught me. So if I now that my volume is so much higher, and I work in an office building where I need to be there, like, you know, because I have like a real job. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't mean it to sound disrespectful at all. Yeah. To, yeah. All you bums. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, I work in civil engineering, so it's yeah. like, like we have some middles, we have project plans, and a little sometimes they will like cut into my project plans, like. The firm I work at, they're so relaxed. They'll be like, yo, 
August 21st, we need to submit this for drainage study. And I'm just like, August, I mean, August 21st is like two weeks away. And I'm like, I need to finish this, this, and this as well. So that's how I allocate my time. So time is incredibly precious to me. I love WAP and I love coming here. And WAP always hits me up the slide. I come here at the most once a week, at the most. Average once every like three weeks, two weeks. I don't show up here often. Yeah. I stay super busy, so I don't, I, I really don't waste time. Not saying this is a waste of time. Just saying, like, <laughs> I don't like, right? Like, right before I walked here, right before I came in here, I was at my social shop. Like, yeah, right yeah. before I came here. I have probably like five pairs I just finished today. Yeah, like, if you look at your Instagram story, like, it'll be like 1 a.m. in the morning and he's like sewing shit. And he's yeah. Like, yeah, I got these pairs. I got 10 more pairs I'm working on. I'm like, bro, this man's working hard. Yeah, you know? I don't. And, uh, just because Labor Day, I didn't post anything. People probably don't think I was working, but yeah, I was fucking busy. <laughs> yeah, I guess for both of you, a question for both of you, like obviously there's like the typical open hours. You're working nine to five. That's when you got to be in the shop or that's when you got to be, I guess, at work. But like the amount of work that you put in behind the scenes, like how many hours a week do you say, would you say that you work like on Coveted? Low key, like all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though when, we're, when I'm not here, like it just feels like we're not being here. Like, like. Even on, like, let's say I take a day off, I'm still, like, thinking, like, yo, like, what's going on in, in the store? I'm, like, texting the, the employees, like, yo, is everything good? They're texting me, like, yo, like, uh, if there's, like, a problem, like, yo, like, how could I fix it or this and that? So, like, it's always, like, in the back of my head. Yeah. I guess, like, that's the tricky part that people don't see is, like, it's cool. This is, like, the glamour. It's, like, oh, my God, you got a sneaker shop. You're doing what you like. And you're selling. And, yeah, you get to be around sneakers and talking to people. But behind the scenes, there's a bunch of stuff you could be doing. Not to mention just, like, thinking about what the next move is. What what am I going to do to market better? What products am I going to do? Do I have to take my business in a different direction? So for you, is like, what is the thing that consumes the most amount of time? Um, Just, like, finding, like, different ways to, like, improve or, like, seeing what, what could work, what doesn't work. And just, like, you know, there's always, like, a thought in your head, like, what can make the store better? What's not working? Like, how can we become more efficient? Or, like, is there any ways to, like, reel people in? I mean, it's just like there's always like that, like thought in my head, like, yo, how, how could we get better? Yeah. How many employees do you have currently? Uh, uh, currently we have uh four employees. Four employees. Okay. Yeah. So you run a pretty tight shape. So you're, I'm assuming you're pretty close to everyone. It's like yeah. you kind of know how everything's running all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what about you, Nico? I guess like, apart from just sewing time spent like i don't know maybe planning things talking to people networking how much time does that take well <laughs> a lot of time yeah because i i literally plan my days uh around the fact that if i have to meet a client like and some of these clients don't get that shit like I'm gonna be fucking real about this shit. Like, that shit bugs the fuck out of me. Like, Ben, bro, Ben, bro. No, man. it ain't that. It's like, I have a lot of love, but like, people be at, thinking one day turnarounds be because I'd be doing it. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, I could definitely do one day turnarounds if it falls on the day that I'm gonna sew. Because, uh, like, let's say a pair of pants, uh, you see it, and then I can look at something and be like, that's gonna take me like four hours. That's gonna take me two and a half. That's gonna take me three. And, uh, but behind that is me talking to them dialoguing with them about what they like or don't like and then a lot of the things is i like to meet people in hand and in, in person because i get an idea of their frame their build and the style they like because there's people that i meet where they're really skinny but they want like the baggiest pair flared mm -hmm. and there's other guys that i meet that are really big but they want it really slim and there's no knock to the style but that's why i prefer to tailor 
then make a standard pair to just fit everybody. Right. And uh, that takes a lot of time and a lot of like, you just got to read the people like how they want. Because there's people out there that can't articulate what they want. And that's fine with me, but that's my job to read them. And I'm fine with doing that. I'm, I'm fine with them coming to me and being like, I want this shit to look like this. And the best thing I tell them is like, just send me a screenshot of what you like. Like, it'll be like, hey, you see it on celebrity? Tell me what celebrity you seen. It could be Migos, it could be a football player. Be like, It could be like Stefan Diggs, like one of those players that be wearing flare pants all the time. Or Justin Jefferson, I'll be like, or, or a basketball player, I'll be like, all right, send me that flick. And I'll ask him like the basic dimensions and stuff. If I can build someone just based on like five questions and then be like, okay, I can make something for him. So it sounds like you kind of streamlined the whole process of like from start to finish for the most part. Yeah, now it does, but like, yeah, it is. But some people, they, uh, they just don't know how to like articulate. Like even when I make it incredibly uh, transparent and easy, they they still don't know and that's fine and that's when i'm like we can meet up you know we can like figure something out together and so when i, I create an open slot and it's not just them it's me as well because i'll be like so busy i forget a, i forget one thing because essentially other than like the last part of it that i get help on on the sewing like help as in i do it as well but uh i do like everything beforehand i like i find the i find the i source the pair i like i I, I uh, fit it to them, I tailor it, I reshape it, I do everything. So, like I said, a pair could take like four hours. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how I allocate my time, just kind of look at it, figure I'm, it out. I'm curious, do you buy in bulk usually, or do you just take order a pair of pants at a time? Both. Come in? Honestly, both, because I'll buy bulk. Today I got like nine pairs in of just random stuff. I buy, I'm like, you know, like them, they'll buy anything. And yeah. choose. If the price is good, you're going to buy it. Yeah. yeah, so I'm spending, like, a shit ton of money that I didn't think I'd spend a year ago. <laughs> I got a question, I guess, uh, to go along with that. Is like, when you buy an item, do obviously, depending on the price, like, if it's cheap, you're like, yeah, tell, I'll take it. But how fast are you expecting to turn a shoe around? Like, how fast do you want to move a shoe? Like, when it comes in, how fast do you want it to be out the door? Obviously, as soon as possible, but, like, you're like, okay, by two weeks, I want this out of here. Um, It just depends on what it is. If it's, like, a girl item, like, I don't mind, like, you're right. it sitting. But if it's, like, like some... DR. Yeah, if, if it's like some Jordan One mid, then yeah, get that shit out of here. <laughs> yeah, but if it's like uh, I'm buying it for twenty, selling it for forty, bro. I'm yeah, only yeah, making twenty on that interaction. Yeah, 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 but I if it's you. like some off-white Jordan Ones, then obviously like I, I don't mind if they stay here like a month, because it's just like it's uh if we have it in the store, it's gonna be like good eye candy for customers. So you know, it just depends on like what it is. Okay, and you too, I guess Nico. Like when you buy a pair, and you're like, damn, this one's cooked up perfectly. But I don't have a customer for you. Like how, f like how, how long has like how long do pants usually sit? Whenever I get pairs, I already have people in mind because I have a DM. I, my DMs are full of people. Like all the all these people wear like thirty six to thirty eight. These people wear thirty two, thirty four, and then it's just the process of me eventually getting to it. So I know, I know it sounds like I don't mean it sound so like ego, but I know it's gonna eventually sell. So. Like, cause um, I've rarely ever posted a for sale item. I almost never. I think in my Instagram history, I've done it twice. A story sale in two year, in a year, maybe three times. Uh, someone brought up to me, "Do you sell your products?" And I was like, "Yes." Why? They're like, "Cause I see you posting that you're working, and I never see that you post stuff for sale." And I was just like, "Oh fuck!" That's how much I'm working. Like. I'm so busy. I don't have to. I don't have to ask people like or tell like reach out to people to buy my products. Like I have people, and I 
treat every single one of those people with respect and transparency. I let people know my price off the bat. Uh, so if two customers were to ever talk to one another, they wouldn't be like, I got charged X and I got charged Y and they'd feel disrespected because those guys know exactly that I've like, I allocated my time based on the amount of hours, not because mm -hmm. this is Balenciaga and this is from heart, not nothing like that. It's like, cause this took me four hours and that took me six. That's why this one charges, you know, this and that one charges Y. And I explained that to them. So it's, it's fine. Do you think like the next step for you would be to have like these stocked items where you're creating these generic pair of pants with like, these generic dimensions and then you're having, let's just say like an Instagram shop or even you collaborate with coveted and you have like your own, you're, you're the supplier for that. Um, that is what I've been trying to do, but I've been so freaking busy that I don't, I, every time I get maybe like 15 pairs made, I get a DM and it's like repeat clientele. And I'm like, they're like, Hey, you got a, you got a 32 and I'm like, and I say fuck because I'm like, I know I have like three that he wants right now. <laughs> and I was like, should I sell it or no? And I end up selling it. I was like, fuck, but they'll come to pull up and be like, man, I'm going to New York. I need to look fly, please. And like Chuapo from uh, 702 Lab, those guys are cool as fuck. Came and cold. to them. Yeah, he just bought a pair for me, and I've been holding this pair for like a while. These are like some white pair of Levi's that I did, and he just picked it up right away. He was like, "I was like, I don't want to sell them." He's like, "Why?" I go, "I've been trying to create a stock. I want to do one drop. I've yet to do one, and he bought it already." And I was like, "Damn!" I just sold like that pair, and then I sold another pair to his name is 19 1904 Jaden on Instagram. He's uh he works for the military. He's going to Japan, so yeah, yeah. Well, he's getting stationed over there. He's been out here, and he's like, "Yo, I need a black, I need a blue pair ASAP." And he's like, "I need it yesterday." And I'm like, "I know I have your size." So like, out of my stock, I already sold like four pairs. Do you fluctuate prices if they say, "Hey, I need it a week from now," or like you said, "I need it yesterday"? I know this is gonna be bad, but no, I don't. I don't. And there's a there's a lot of people I can shut out just to like. You know, it's like uh, source your work, mm -hmm. like when you write a paper. Uh, Soul for Soul or Robin, one of the guys who uh, resells out here in Vegas, he told me the same thing. He's like, he gave me a pair. He needed to go to Blackpink concert, and he gave me a pair of Dickies to work on. He's like, when can I get it done by tomorrow? And I gave him the same price as if he gave me a week. And he was just like, you're the only person that does this. Like, yeah. And I was like, you caught me on a good day. Like, you caught me that I, I have time today, and I can get it done by tomorrow. And I go, I know you really need it tomorrow. So I was like, I'll do it tomorrow. And then I did it. And that's, but those customers are the ones that, they love the fact that what I do, so they literally keep coming back. Because not just saying WAP, WAP probably has 10 pairs. There's customers that have 20 pairs. There's other customers that have like 15 pairs. So there's customers out there that have like more than one. And like Jesse out here that works here, he has, I think 15, 20 pairs. That are between things I've sold him and things he's given me to rework. So. I I will never ever disrespect the clients because I'm nothing without them. So I and I make that understood to them. I don't ever act like like I'm the shit. I will always that's why I was like I don't even show my face cuz I don't give a fuck. But I give a fuck a lot about the customers, like the clients. I talk to them with an incredible amount of respect because they give I don't count anyone's pockets. It could be a guy who works at McDonald's, it could be a drug dealer, it could be a fucking a nigga that traps. I don't give a fuck. I'm a I'm gonna respect them all the same way. So that's that's pretty much, that's I feel like that's the reason why I get like repeat clients. I think one, one question I got for the both of you guys is that uh, looking back from where you guys have started, when you guys were kids, when you guys, or when your parents have immigrated, 
what was something that has stood out to you that to this day you're kind of like yeah if i could talk down to my 10 year old self nine year old self it's like i have this now i have that now and this is where i'm at right now just to like keep going and stuff and like even even though like sometimes like stuff might not go your way just to keep going and then like whatever you like you want you're gonna like if you might not get it today but you might get it tomorrow so it's just like you know you're gonna have ups and downs but you're gonna you know still like you just gotta keep working hard and then like you'll get what you want eventually for sure what about you nickel oh for sure me is like definitely coming from the slums breeds breeds creativity because this is not my first business venture that's been relatively successful like if you're gonna be creative when you have twenty dollars in your pocket and you're like i want to but i want to buy this so every this is like my third business venture that's been relatively successful that i decided like do organically and every single time it's been like and it, it all stimulates from like i don't want to spend two three thousand so i'm gonna make something equivalent so that's that's what i'll tell them like you being broken ain't gonna be an issue <laughs> on that same note, um, what would you guys say to someone coming into the game? Let's say they're trying to resell sneakers or they're trying to make clothes. What would be some tips for them? Like just coming from like zero, they like have no idea what they're doing, but they know they want to be in this business. Um, I say just like find something that like you're passionate. So if it's like shoes, like don't, don't like really like chase the money. Just like see what you're into and then like just work from there. Cause like I'll see like a lot of uh, like. People like uh, try to start something, but then like they'll only like do it just for like the money purposes, not really because they have like a passion for it. So just like whatever you want to do, just like chase it with your passion, not with like to like get money. I guess I have had plenty of DMs of people from everywhere asking me make YouTube videos of how you do things, or like how do you get started, and I literally tell them like Yo, you just gotta make one. You gotta like show people what you can do. And essentially, if people like it, then that will literally generate the interest. Make a pilot pair. Like, uh, you hear all the time people want to start doing something. Uh, the one word you hear is like, or the two words you hear is, I want to. I want to start a, I want to do this. And if you just literally stop saying I want to and just kind of do it. Then it and uh, work with what you got. I mean, if you don't got a sewing machine, I was hand sewing things like four years ago just to see if I could make it happen. Like shirt with pants that were flared i wanted a couple and i didn't at the time i was like i didn't have a sewing machine in hand so i was like i'm just gonna hand sew it and i hand sewed like it takes so much more longer but i made one pair and i was like incredibly happy with it and i was like okay then i want to make something like this or i'll see something online and i'll just imitate that so just work with what you have first because it does get overwhelming like when someone said for example start a podcast there's a shit ton of overhead like look at all this audio equipment this is yeah. probably not cheap if you want to start it, but start with what you have because that's going to get you, that's going to help you get started because it's going to feel overwhelming right off the rip. If you were like, okay, I'm going to need the best camera. I'm going to need the best audio equipment. I'm going to need the best this or that. That shit, that shit only makes you like set back a little bit, but literally just start somewhere. You have your cell phone and just start like literally making a video off a of cell phone. Right. It just, you just got to start somewhere. Yeah. That's what I always say too, is like people make that excuse 
to like set and you're like you're yourself making a barrier for yourself like if you were to say i need to have fifty thousand in stock so i can start selling shoes it's like you're never gonna get started because where are you gonna get fifty thousand at your ass if you're not selling anything or the same it's like i need to have two sewing machines i need to have all the best sewing equipment i need to have a list of people that already want it's like you're never gonna have that you know you just start and then see where it goes it's like the same as this right we make an episode it's like i don't know five people might listen to this or a hundred people might listen to this but if i don't make this episode then the episode is going to get a thousand listens will never come because it, you have to gradually, gradually get there. You know, yeah, I've been learning this with him because before I'd be like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. But then every time I'd be like, oh, we can't do this. Like, Let's just do it. Let's just go. And I'm like, oh, damn, you're right. And then like it works out or like, OK, maybe it didn't work out. But then we try something else that does work. And it's like you, you don't even know where you'll end up until you do try it. You might end up somewhere in a position way better than you ever thought, which is crazy. Yeah. What is like your dream collab? Like, I know we talked a little bit. We chop it up every time I buy something from you. But like, who would you really want to make pants for? Like, do you have a list of people? Yeah, I do. Like, let's talk on a local aspect, right? Yeah, yeah, local. Like a local aspect in terms of we live in Vegas, so yep. saying local is like that's pretty dope. It could be a, a Raiders player. It could be like, you know, a celebrity that I've always wanted to like work with. But like, definitely I'm a Raiders fan. So like Max Crosby, I would yeah. fucking definitely make something for him. And I saw a picture of one of the guys from who works at Urban Necessities wearing a pair that I made, and he took a picture of Max Crosby. I'm, like, almost with all my ventures, I'm, like, literally one step away to the next person already. It's been multiple times where, like, yo, if you make this pair for this person, this other person is going to probably want a pair. Like, right. Yeah, so that's I'm, – I'm one step away from it now based on my consistency, but I never dreamed of it being to where it is now. I, I had no idea. I was just, like – I know how to sell, so and I'm just going to keep doing it. Mm. So that's that's literally what it was. I was like, I can keep doing this. So I just kept doing it. What about you? Mm, maybe, like, since we're in Vegas, maybe, like, the Raiders or, like, you know, something that's, like, Vegas, like, uh, LV Aces, Aces or, like, the Knights, something like that would be nice. Just, like, some Vegas themed stuff. Yeah, I think that would be badass. And I'm guessing, like, being here, like, you probably, or, like, not even just here, but just in general, being a sneaker shop in Vegas, yeah. like, you have had, like, a lot of people that, like, are pretty famous coming to your shop like is there any no memorable ones that come to mind um not like coming to the store but like house called like yeah uh we did a drop off for like junior age like not too long ago oh shit man and That's then badass. like we linked up with like baby smooth like back in texas Oh, shout out just though. Oh yeah, shout out just though. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the that's the fam for yeah. real. Um, believed in me early, so yeah, that's one of those guys. Yeah, I seen y'all did like um the back to school. Yeah, the, we the did back a back to school, to school drive. drive. That was pretty dope. But yeah, it was just like uh, for famous people. I just say like them two to be honest. Okay, and what about you, Nick? You got anybody that's like nobody has heard of that you've worked with yet, or not yet? Man, I've I've made stuff for people and then I've kept it like low key. Fidel's one of them. I don't even smoke Shut tree. Shut up, Fidel. I don't even smoke tree, and this guy's on Forbes. And I was like, that's, that's crazy. crazy. And he was shot. He showed me love, and I did it back. And it's just like, see what I mean? We, Our interest doesn't even align in terms of, like, tree. And I don't do it, like, at all. He is, like, neck deep in it. Not even knee deep, neck deep in it. And he's one of those guys that's on the on a Forbes list for being a pioneer in that industry. And he's like one of the guys that I have a I have a cell phone number that I can text, and it's like oh that's pretty neat, like you know what I mean. And then there's this, there's a couple other guys I haven't done stuff for, but I have their phone numbers and they like I text them to text me. It's like they're equally as busy as me. And if mm. if the stars align and we're able to link up, or I have a pair that's already ready for him, it's one of those things. So I do have like a couple of celebrities and stuff that I've 
notepad, but I'm as like low key as they are. If they don't want to be seen, then I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been pretty cool. So what are like one of the most like interesting experiences you had with like a customer? Like anybody like you think back on, you're like, this is a story right here. Like this is something like I remember they're a little strange or just a little bit like different. And they asked something that you never expected. All my meetups have been straightforward. I don't have time to bullshit. So I was like, and not saying like they haven't, but it hasn't, nothing's been strange. Uh, I come into the, I come into meeting up with anybody pretty professional, straightforward, um, transparent. And I said transparent probably like 30 times in this because I'm incredibly transparent with my, with everything except my face but <laughs> you literally sell pants like they're drugs yeah <laughs> never sell this pants. be meeting up at random hours of the night random locations of the city you just pull yeah. up and like here's my pants okay cool here's the bread i'm out yeah, yeah. and then uh, we'll chop it up a little bit yeah, yeah yeah i let it be known that i appreciate it because they could have shopped anywhere else yeah. but they're like but people like i said the product is the face not my face so yeah but i haven't had any nothing weird I mean, I've ended up places that I, I don't think I'd end up, like, like meeting I... certain celebrities and stuff. And I was just like, oh, this is like, this is fucking wild. Like, I'm meeting up X because I make pants. That's weird as hell. Like, I was like, I would never have met Just Doe if I didn't make pants. And I'm only name dropping Just Doe because I've tagged him, like, hella times. That's, that, like, I text them, we're cool. And uh, that's people out there. And that's just one primary example. But there's other other celebrities that I've talked to. And uh, I'm not name dropping yet until we make something. I'm not gonna say, oh, I'm making it for him, and, and then it never happens. Yeah, 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 homeboy's overseas right now, so yeah. he's busy. So basically, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Drake. Y'all, he only did a concert here because he wanted some pants, man. He was gonna come on a podcast too, but like no, we were I'm, busy. That I day. really want like a. I eventually, I mean, I want just like a stock of like probably a hundred pairs to be like, yeah, I got some of this. I keep getting to maybe fifteen, and then I got hella people hit me up, and I sell them. But right now, I maybe have fifteen, maybe. Cause they'll ask, do you have anything in stock? I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't even keep up with my clients. Let alone have something in stock. Yeah, so one of those things. Yeah. What about in the shop? I'm sure there's like a bunch of crazy people that come in here. Sometimes uh, here it's it's more civil, but at Charleston we just used to have like, like crackheads pulling up every day, or like not even them. It's just like just crackheads chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we used to just have like just like, all types of characters just pulling into to the store. Like it'll be like some dude that like pulls up in like a Lambo pull up or like just like some homeless dude like pulling up it's just like all types of characters what was the homeless dude asking for like what he was homeless but he was homeless but he was in the Lambo (laughs) (laughs) so this house for the Lambo (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I mean yeah there's like that's the interesting thing about because I used to work in the mall too I used to work at the North Outlet too and like I like it's so crazy working in the mall because like when you go to the mall usually it's kind of chill you just shop do your thing get out but when you're there all day you see people and you're like bro people are really really strange like not everybody is as normal as i am you know type of thing so I think that that's is true yeah that is true and that's why i like dealing with the people i deal with i'll filter the people i have to deal with mm. just because i'm I have a lot going on like in my personal life nothing bad but i'm 30 something years old so you right. kind of do the math where i am in my life so like you know I have people to take care of. I got things I got to do. So if you think I'm just sitting here making pants and not having a career, then like you're in, you're mistaken. That's all. <laughs> I was like, like I'm. This is not like my only thing. And I've always been that type where I'm always doing two things at once. Just because having two streams of income is better than one. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. can't limit yourself that way. I can't. Yeah, that's how I am. Yep. Maybe passing down your legacy to maybe like your kids 
or to family members or anything for that matter once you guys are at the older stages where you guys are ready to kind of give it up for me I feel like if he wants if he or she or my child wants to get into the things that I'm into that's fine because I'm not going to push my kid to do to do the things I want to do come on man sweatshop man no man lock him in a room with no like, fans like if he or she, like she wants to do what I'm doing that's fine with me like I'll teach them but if they don't then I'm not gonna push them yeah because I mean my dad wasn't into the shit that I'm doing now you wouldn't you wouldn't catch him like making clothes for like making cool clothes for people type shit but I mean he's in my dad's a carpenter like he can build a building with just like a nail and a hammer so my dad's a completely he's like the the 3 a.m YouTube video I mean no he's like yeah he's like <laughs> Would it be like a, a trench? Yeah, my man, dad is like whole ass castle out of just mud and water. My dad is like a real life Hank Hill, like he can just build shit. Like yeah. he, and he doesn't even watch football. He like he doesn't care about anything besides work. his lawn and like work. That's it. So like I come from that background. I guess that's the only reason why I got good work ethic. Mm. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's like. But I guess if he passed down something to me, it's his work ethic. So I guess the only thing I want my kid to have is good work ethic. Yeah. I mean, that's a very good thing to have because yeah, like, yeah. no matter what they decide to do, I guess like they will probably get work ethic and creativity because they've seen you create. Is like they'll be like, "What, what do I want to create?" You know? Like, yeah. And, and if he does that, that's good because the world needs more people that's that can generate innovation. For sure. Yeah, and happens in any field too. That's not just like art. You know, you need that engineering too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like creative, creative problem solving definitely helps me at work. But there's like a million. There's like ten different ways to draw a line on AutoCAD, yeah, and then or do something. So if you're efficient and effective, that's important. What are you gonna leave to your kids, Wop? Shit, bro, I don't plan on having kids. Okay, nah, there we go. Know. Nah, bro, I'm chilling, bro. Dang, C said the same thing, no? Yeah, C said the same thing. He's like, no, yeah. No. Oh, he said like maybe. He said he, he's he's not with a girl right now. He said if it happens, it happens, right? Or something like that. Something like that. This is the first you've heard of this girl, huh? What's her name? <laughs> but you're the same you like don't plan on having kids like you chilling? i mean but if it happens it happens but i'm not like i mean okay i mean fair enough you got any hot takes like you're in a sneaker world there's trends that pop in and out there's like you know seasons change one year this shoe's hot one year that shoe's hot and you, or do you have any hot takes where you're like everybody loves the shoe this shit is trash or the opposite shit i mean if there's a shoe that everyone likes and i don't like it, i'm gonna still buy because it it's gonna sell yeah <laughs> But like, uh, do you have like any specific shoes? Like for you personally, like you would like, I, I'll, I'll buy this because it's hot as hell. But like, I'll never wear it. Um, probably just like mids and stuff. But like, I mean, they be paying the yeah, bills. Or like, shorty want mids, man. Those mids, <laughs> those mids get are hate. mid, bro. <laughs> get them out. Or like pandas, like I wouldn't wear them, but I'll sell them. Yeah. Yeah. Was it they too mainstream now? They just. Everybody where does speak? the panda hate come from? Because, like, everybody hates on them now, but it was, like, a time where it was, like, yeah, everyone, everyone wanted them. It's because, yeah, like, there's too like, many now, no? Yeah, yeah. Uh, people hate them because everyone have them, I feel Basically. like. Yeah, that's, that's got to be it. The hate comes from the quantity. <laughs> I was, like, yeah. not I even like the everybody wants hate. stuff that's, like, exclusive. If it's yeah. not exclusive, like, it's trash. Yeah. It's not trash. It's, like, it becomes mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah. What about you? You got any hot takes, like, maybe designers or, like, styles or, like, anything, materials? What so, is, like, st- yeah, the same question. So one thing I've learned and I've integrated with the stuff that I do now is I learned that this shit isn't going to be forever in terms of me making good money on making pants and flared nonetheless this like with anything it's going to be a fad a phase uh but that's why I tell people I provide a tailoring service I do not sell a product because 
uh, every time I, all my business ventures, like I said earlier, uh, they're relatively successful and then I move on to something else. Uh, being fluid has kept me, have kept my pockets not empty. Meaning like, yo, I just gotta make sure my, my money moves with what's happening. So let's say layers or whatever I'm doing now in five years are out of style or, or just not as hot, then whatever it is that's next, I'm already gonna be making it. That's why I said, that's why I said what I said in terms of like, when people ask me if I sell something, sure, but I provide a service. And if you notice people who provide a service, they last a lot longer mm -hmm. than people selling a hot product. Like fast and fashion. Yeah. yeah. Providing a service is much more important than providing a product. So, like, what about, like, cargo shorts? Like, you mess with that? Like, are you being for real or? I, I was just asking, are you being funny? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I mean, no. I mean, like, uh, there's some I like right now for me. I'm in the, I'm in the time and space in my life where I'm incredibly minimal. Even though I've made, like, 260 pairs of pants, mm -hmm. I own three. <laughs> oh, you're such a dad, bro. I, uh, <laughs> that's, like, that's like dad style. I, uh, like my dad in terms of t-shirts, other than this one I got like today, I own that I wear all the time. Fifteen, maybe, and that they're all black. That's his they're most colorful black. shirt. This is my most colorful shirt I own. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I wear is like. He went all off for us, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, uh, appreciate that. Yeah, and then because of, and then like for example, and this is. One that was happening for like the beginning of this year for like um, like months. Those Fear of God T-shirts. Mm. I have like four of them, and then I just wear those ones. Those guys, these guys probably thought I was wearing the same shirt all the time. And <laughs> just all black. Yeah. Black Fear of God shirts. Yeah. And yeah, when the they got some in, I was like, I need more of those. Let me yeah. buy that. And I bought it from them. So if I like something, I'm just gonna buy that one thing. Mm. So I'm the type where I'm incredibly minimal. Uh, I like. I believe in versatility, uh, indicating like, like one item can be worn for like multiple occasions that's why i wear like a lot of black it's it's most versatile it's subtle so like that's why uh that's how i am so how my clients are are completely different than how i am because i'm not i don't over consume i under consume i think the only thing that i buy a lot of and even then i'm incredibly picky is shoes mm. like maybe yeah because they'll try to sell me on something like yo you need these i'm like no i'm good <laughs> yeah i them? say no more than i say yes i am probably the hardest person to shop for. I love you, Wop, but he gave me a Christmas present last year. I had to return Still it because I told him I'm not going to wear it. Oh, hell oh, no. Making him process man. the return on the gift he got you is crazy. I love, no, I love Wop. And I made him something and he loved it. I was like, bro, I ain't, ain't going to wear this so you can have it back. No, man. I'm too colorful. Yeah. And it's not even a knock. It's just like, bro, this is going to sit in my closet for months. And I'm not gonna wear it one. He's gonna be wondering like, when's he gonna wear my gift, bro? I never seen oh, him wear it. You can have shirt. it back. Yeah. Yeah. He sold the gift I gave him. No, I didn't <laughs> sold it. I gave it back to him for money. Yeah. <laughs> sold it back to me. Yeah. No, but he knows if I like something, I'll just get that one item. Everything I'm wearing right now is something I absolutely love. I would not wear it unless I love it, and I would not buy it unless I love it. So that's how it works. Even when I get stuff for free, I don't wear it sometimes because I'm like, I don't love it. Damn, I'm like, man. and then, yeah, uh, if you don't see me wearing this shirt, I'm going to be wearing a black shirt. Mm. That's that made in true. USA, LA Apparel. I have like seven of those. Only shirt to wear. You might think I'm wearing the same shirt, but I got like eight of them. <laughs> what are your hobbies outside of like what you guys do? What do you like to do? Mm, I mean, low-key, we don't really have, be having time off, but when we do, it's just like 
uh, hanging out with friends and stuff, like, you know, doing something, like, I don't know. Just like going out and stuff. Mm. But like outside of shoes, or like, are you into anything else? Like music, jewelry. Like, is there anything that draws your attention? Or is it just you shoes? Oh, uh, I mean music. Uh, and then I'd say another thing was like, be like sports betting. But like, I really got into it just because like, you know, my friends are like, tell me like, oh, do this, this, and mm. that. But other than that, nah, not really. What's you betting on right now? Like, what are you uh, looking into? I, in Messi, we trust. Messi. Messi. <laughs> Yeah, just enter Miami. It's a locked in bet, man. This was <laughs> so easy, rigged, bro. bro. It's like eight out of ten hitting every time yeah, yeah. <laughs> so far. Oh yeah, and then also uh like the shirts and stuff. So like my brother, he'd be like printing the shirts. Like we got a couple designs coming, so like I'll be doing that on the, on my free time. Okay. Yeah, like the Travis shirts, like those been done really good for us. And then we got like a couple other people that we want to do. But, yeah. Mm, that's badass. What about you, Nico? Cars. Cars. Uh yeah, not even the fact that like on some generic ass tip, like oh I'm in the cars. Like no in Fresno, I was making car parts, like like custom rear diffusers, splitters, stuff like that. And I have like a bunch of clients that I've, worked, I've done stuff for in the past out there. I've done like NSXs, like a bunch of drag cars, stuff like that. So I was doing that for like ten years, like working on cars with friends. So like mostly JDM imports. Like I learned everything from that. So being mechanically inclined was like through my friends. So anything that's the basic stuff I can get it down like I'm pretty easy on. But I think back then that's what I was doing on I was working with my hands a lot. Like knee deep in oil type shit. Like, oh okay, we gotta we gotta change change the what the suspension. We need to lower it, cool. We need to put an air ride on it, cool. We need to like we needed to swap a motor. Cool. We got to do something else. Cool. It was cool. Like, I think I wanted to learn because just back then that was like what I was into. So definitely cars, but I'm off of it right now because I just need to focus on, I can't have more than like two hobbies at once mm. type shit. Mm. Plus it's a money pit that I can't have right now. Yeah. And did you do that all at home or was that like at a shop too? Or how did you make when, that work? If you're in a car, you're going to end up eventually in a better shop with your friends. Mm. So like, like shout out ASP in Fresno. They had a bunch of shop. That was one of the tuner thongs that I grew up with. I grew up with a lot of tuners. I grew up with a lot of like guys that were like street racing. Shout out Rodney Monotti. He's out of LA. He has like a skyline with the KA swap. He's one of the guys I grew for like 15 years. Like now these uh, Andre, like he's a guy who wraps cars in Cali and Fresno and he's like doing Ferrari and stuff. All these guys that are like somewhat, I wouldn't call them industry leaders, but they're the, the youth running that industry. They're like my close friends that I have a phone call away from. Like my buddy Rodney that I've known for like 10 plus years. He, I think he was at Tokyo Auto Saloon. Had a, they shipped his car like to Japan to show it off and then shipped it back to Cali. My boy Andre, he runs EAS, Exotic Auto Saloon. I think that's what, I just remember the acronym. But he does PPF wrapping for cars, like, like Civic Type R's that are like just super rare expensive cars. He's always sending me photos of new shit he's working on. It's just like, coincidentally, all the friends that I've been around, they're like, now they're doing some shit with cars even more. So like, I, and then these are the guys that I have on like my phone call that I can just call. Yeah. And do you think like the people you keep around you matter a lot in your success? Do you feel like, does that influence you or do you feel you influence them? Is it like a, like a mutual thing? Yeah, it's a back and forth. I mean, there's always going to be a slump. I mean, seasons change. That's why there's four seasons in a year. It's not always going to be sunny. You're going to need the rain for fall. You're going to need the rain for spring to happen. So it was like one of those things. I had slumps where I was just like kicking it in the hood on the block, not doing shit. 
fucking pushing. That shit was stupid. <laughs> like, that's just, like, not saying like that, but that shit ain't forever. Like, some of my, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get smart. So, like, not smart, but you got to change directions. Like, there was a time in my 20s where I wasn't doing shit. Like, I wouldn't say I wasn't doing shit because I was making some bread, but where I was like, man, I got to I gotta make a, like, a transition quick before something else happens. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've been in those predicaments in the past. How did you get out of that? Like, how did you find it in you? Was it in external factors and in internal factor? Like, did it come from outside of you or was it just like, I got to get out of here for me because, like, I'm seeing. I think now because, like, else. for example, and this is this translate well, like, I don't think this shit's going to be in style forever, right? When I told you, I was like, that's why I have to be fluid with how I do things. Yeah. Like, I think it's an epiphany. It, all it is, like, an epiphany, there's no timeline for an epiphany. That shit's going to hit you when it's going to hit you. Yeah, you'll be like, fuck, I got to change my mind about this shit. Like, I got to do something else. I can't be kicking it on the block on Poplar Street in Fresno. That's the block. That's my people's over there. They're, they're cool as fuck. That's my, my family. But, and then on in South Stack, that's my fam too. I mean, like, you can't you can't be just kicking it on the block the whole time. Right. You got to do something else. But, you, like, I have a big background with car friends, with all these other friends. And you just, you're just going to end up, like, either being like them or, or just going some, doing something else. I just chose to do something else. That's it. It's just interesting how, like, you work with cars and not, like, the stuff you make is real, like, work wear, kind of, even though it's also fashion. So it's kind of, like, interesting how, like, maybe even subconsciously one might have come from the other. Uh, I think I've always, like, if it's a hobby that I have, I'm just going to be creative about it. So, like, timeline, just, like, a real quick one. I was doing, like, in my teens, I was doing graffiti or mobbing. And then after that, I got into cars when I was like 16 because I finally had a car and I was working on cars all the time. Then I was making car parts and then I needed to make clothing that corresponded with my car parts. So I got into graphic design Then I was doing graphic design for car clubs in Fresno. And then after I was doing the graphic design, I pretty much figured out how to work on AutoCAD, which is civil engineering. And then after that, I was like, fuck, I'm just working on civil engineering. I just need to make something cool. So I started learning how to sew just to make cool shit because I was already doing the graphic design. So it was like, I gotta do, I still gotta do clothes or something because that's what I like to do. So I just got back into it because, like I said, my, my family out here, there's my aunt still does it. She graduated from fashion school in Long Beach in 89. So she taught me everything I know now. So that, so it's just like, that's my quick timeline of all the shit I've done mm. in like a quick snippet. You saw the, the first pants you ever made? The first pants? Yeah. That's not that long ago. That was only two years, three years ago. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are they, bro? You just use cheap whatever. Like I had. Uh, go back to what I said. Like going back to what I said earlier. Yeah. I said like just work with what you had, right? There was some fast fashion brand. It was probably Forever Twenty One or some H and M's that you can cut up. Like you don't you don't feel like weird about yeah, cutting yeah. up. Cheap. And then I cut it up, and I was just like, okay. And then I, I added flair to it. I was like, because they were like super skinny, and I was like, I don't want them to be skinny. I just wanted the fall over my shoes just right. And then after I made that one, I was like, like by hand, because I had a hand sew stuff. I was like, I wonder if I can make this, actually make this shit. You still wear those? Um, Yeah, I do. Yeah? Because I had to remake them like twice. And they have like hella holes in them. And then I did redo them again. Mm, so they're like on the one list. of my four pants. <laughs> and I've been wearing cool. that one for like three years, four years now yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then people think I have like LA expensive. I'm like, no, this is just that. That one keeps me grounded. I wear it pretty often. Yeah. Yeah, Wap is like, you wear the same shit all the time. I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, all the time, he's like, no. I was like, this is something different, but it's the same. Other than my pants, I only have, like, three pairs, so. And I don't even care. <laughs> I was like, you can talk shit about it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I was like, I came from nothing, so.
You got a question? Are you looking over me like you got a question? Oh, no. no? I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to know, like, what direction do you want to take? Like, what project do you want to take over next? Like, you have the shirts. You have the in-house brand. Is there anything else you want to start making? Like, anything, any other products or, like, I don't know, stuff um, like that? I say just, like, build a brand, like, you know, build more pieces and stuff like that. Because uh, I feel like when we started, we are just making, like, whatever shirts just, like, that they covered on them right. now we're like starting to like really focus on like start along like real like quality pieces now okay. so like now we're doing shirts i'm trying to do like other stuff maybe like socks bags other stuff that like you could like use every day and stuff mm. any so denim collaborations uh collaborations not any in mind but i'm just trying to get like higher quality stuff to be honest. nothing out of denim because i know a guy that makes uh nah <laughs> 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 I'm too busy to do a collab. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but me and Whopper are like homies, and that's you can that can illustrate how busy we are. Because yeah. he has a storefront, I have a relatively successful business making pants, and I can't even make ten to put on the store. Yeah, yeah. So it's not even the fact that it's not the fact that we do or don't want to do something. It's the fact that like, how can we make it happen? Are you selfish with your creativity? And I mean that like. Are you someone that, like, if you want to make something, you physically have to do it? Because if you, you feel like if you teach someone else and you just ask them to do it, you're like, I, it's good. It's what I asked for. But there's something there that, like, I need to make it. Uh, yes. Yeah. And if you meant selfish by that, then yes. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant, like, selfish as in, am I receptive to... Like, like someone else changing your yeah style. yeah no, no, and i'm fine that. with that yeah 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 I meant, so. yeah i meant like because i'm a little like that too and it's something like i had to kind of get over where it's like i want to have my hands like on everything and i'm like i want every detail to be my way you know yeah because it's the littlest detail that makes the reason why people buy this exactly honestly it's the smallest subtle detail like this is not loud this is subtle like they just wanted to cuff over the shoes but not be baggy up here but still fit nice like that's so subtle but some reason not everyone gets it right you get what i'm saying so i need to do it like like i need to do it just because i know what i'm looking for and then i can't be confident giving someone a product and be like it should fit right or versus if i did it i'm like okay i know it fits right so you don't think you'd ever taken anybody under your wing to like teach them like hey this is how i do stuff or like someone wants to learn with you my offspring if he wants to learn mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it right like but unless he's blood you're not trusting him. <laughs> no it's not that it's just man. like they're at home with me all day so it's like if they want to learn cool but i ain't gonna call someone and be like yo you want to learn how to do this yeah or yeah. like vice versa i don't think i'd ever do that because uh i'm not selfish with my knowledge i'm just selfish with my time because mm. that takes time yeah and the way i the way i do stuff is like i'm doing it on my time like i need to do it right now mm. or i need to do it this like I have only, I have a nine to five. As soon as I'm off at five, either I'm going to meet with this guy at six or I'm going to go home and start prepping pairs because today's Monday and I sell Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. So, and I need six hours of dedicated time to get this shit ready so I can sell for three days straight because I'm not going to waste my time prepping when I can sell. Like, that's how fast I think about things. And then I was like, if someone wants to work with that, sure. I'm sure I'm miserable to work with if someone had to deal with me. Yeah. But that's why I cater to, but I'm pretty decent about catering to people. Mm. But just like, I hold myself to that standard. So if someone else wants to do it, cool. But if no one else, that's fine with me. I don't mind doing it myself. Mm. I guess like the only reason I ask that is like, if you want to scale, um, I was reading this thing where it said like, if you can teach someone to do it 80% as good as you, you should delegate it to like, to them. 
even if it's not going to come out exactly how you want if it's like 80 percent okay-ish it's like eventually they'll learn they'll pick up the slack and they'll get to where you want to be so like if you did want to scale if you did want to say like okay i want to do custom pairs for people and maybe it'll be at this price point but i'll also have like you know a standard pair of pants that i'm like they'll come in these dimensions these styles um even if they're like in different colors or whatever but you can have that and maybe it'd be have like a drop or like you know something standardized in that way like have you ever thought about going that route um i guess that would be the next transition to growing the business right yeah. but in terms of five-year plan going back to what i said i said i offer a tailoring service so scaling it to the point of growing scaling it to the point of selling a product would make financial sense but i don't wanna i'm not ready to do that yet because right. i'd rather just keep doing what i'm doing uh currently and uh i guess scaling up uh i wouldn't be happy with 80 percent to be honest with you it would have to be like 95. Okay. like if they're 95 percent there then i'd be okay with it if they're 80 percent there i'd probably be like yeah we can't do this like that's just like how i am and like i said i i'm so lucky that people just Give me a pair of pants and then literally i wouldn't say saying figuratively like write me a blank check and be like do whatever you want and then i'll just pay after or like i'll just pay whatever you think you're gonna do one people know i ain't whacking them and two they're just like they know they're gonna be good they don't even tell me what they want i'd be like have you seen something like like no just make me think? a blue pair i'm like okay and then i'm like okay well i'm gonna figure <laughs> this shit out <laughs> lucky me though yeah, yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, yeah you yeah. did do that and i just said blue but you're like can you make me a blue and i was yeah. like yeah, I can make you yeah, a blue. That's all you got right now. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. That's all I got. Make me a blue pair. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can make a blue pair. But that's like for me, I'm like, I don't see it as like, I don't see it as pants. Like yeah. I see it as art. I see it as like, if I was gonna buy a painting, I don't go to an artist and be like, paint me a dog. Yeah. No, I go to him and I'm like, make me a painting for this room, and uh, this is like the color scheme in my house or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, cause that's like what I look at it. As I tell the same thing to my barber, I'm like, I don't see it as like a like. It's just a haircut, right? It's not just a commodity. It's not a product, like you said. It's an experience. Like it's a, it's you. I'm wearing a haircut by you. I'm wearing these pants by you. Yeah. So that's why I like to ask. I'm like, just make whatever you want, because yeah. I know it's coming from you. I'm like, it's gonna be fly anyways. Yeah. Like I don't want it to be my style. I want it to be your style. And it took some time getting to that point. You know how hard it is to sell someone on your idea or yeah. your, yeah. your like. It's incredibly difficult to sell someone from being fresh on your idea. If you screen print a t-shirt and you like i want this some number like it could be 60 100 200 like, like you need some type of provenance or you need some type of like history with that and that's why it's like super difficult to sell something to someone like just by printing it that's why i decided to go with the tailoring route just because it's like like you said this takes a sense of like this takes more skill than just like oh like a drawing and then just printing it kind of thing not not knocking that, but just saying like, yo, like it takes some time and, and effort. Like you said, it being art, it does take some time and effort to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's like the, the cool part is like you kind of just get to play around and, and that's why also I see it like, even if the silhouette, I guess you would call it of the flare silhouette or whatever, even if that goes out of style, there's something innate about like what you do, where it's like the little details, like you said, people will always recognize your style people will always be like i know that's his pants because it has this on it yeah so even if it's like okay if we go from flare to like completely baggy or like slim or skinny whatever it may be is like the details are still there yeah and that's why i like uh tailoring because there's people out there that won't wear what i'm what i have on but they have a pair that i made for them specifically which i'm fine with 
and that's what I'm. I like. I actually like the challenge. There's people out there that they don't want Slim to flare. They want it baggy, but they want like a certain thing. I'll like show me a picture or meet up with me so I know what you like or don't like, and I'm cool with that. I like. I like that challenge. Like I welcome it. I'm. I'm all for it. Cause I've done what 250 pairs, so and I've had like a pretty good rating in terms of people coming back. So yeah, that's why I'm happy with it. Are there any manufacturing like techniques or processes that you want to try out that you haven't yet? I mean, inspiration from everybody. Like, just let's just call it out. Gallery department, Proletta. I mean, there's all these. There's all these like uh, capital. There's all these people that like that you see that what they're doing, you don't, I see it, yes, they're successful, but I see it because I want to do my version of it. So you can say like, you can literally copy it to a T or you can be like, I kind of just want to do, I think it looked better if I did it like this. So that's that's pretty much it right there. Like when you say manufacturers, I'll see other people and I'm like, dude, that shit's dope, but I'm not going to spend like two grand on this. Yeah. Like gallery, like no knock to them. I like respect to gallery. They created the splash. I'm just riding that wave. And like you gotta respect them. I'm not over here. I'm not gonna knock them, because if it wasn't for them creating that style that I get like got inspired to do, like yo, I think I can make this. And that's all it took. Like I was already buying vintage clothes all the time. I had a stack of vintage pants, and I was like, this is all it is. I was like, I'm vintage Levi's. I was like, I can rework one of these Levi's to look like it. That's all it was, and that's all it took, and that's what I did. So now I have like. Anywhere from 50 to 100 pairs not done yet that I need to get to. So, yeah, that I'm, like, going through right now. I only probably have, like, 15 pairs done. And if someone asks me to buy something, I'm, like, just based on if I've dealt with them before, I'm like, yeah, let me see what I got. Type of shit. So at Coveted, right, uh, you have a lot of clothes here. You got a yeah. lot of shoes. You got a lot of merchandise. How do you choose what you put on these shelves? Because it's not, it's not easy, you know? You, a lot of stuff comes out every day. Yeah. It's not. Um, I mean... We just like like look at items like and if like we know other people will fuck with it then we'll like take it and if it's like we know it's like gonna fit then we try to reject it but like we just try to keep it like what's hot like that's our, our name is coveted so we try to you know have stuff that is coveted what's the biggest sale you've ever done biggest sale Shit. irs is gonna watch this yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know no more. <laughs> this was <laughs> hypothetically <two years>. <laughs> <laughs> two fiscal years ago. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I, I sold some like uh, Jordan ones for like two hundred. That's my biggest sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very humble. Free. That was a good <laughs> day right put there. the PPP applications. It's <laughs> a humble flex. Shout out to PPP uh, days. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Is there anything at this store right now? that you don't like is it like an item that's not selling or you just don't personally think it's going to sell as fast as you would have hoped for um like stuff that hasn't sold yet yeah oh uh, the v-loan i'm just kidding so the mids <laughs> yeah the, the mid. mid. <laughs> <laughs> the mids I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> um Maybe like we, I know we got like a bunch of Elon shirts, but like we had, <laughs> he was right. Yeah, he was nah, right. We, we had them since like we opened up the other store, so like uh, we've been having them. But yeah. Some to this guy's wearing Tim's. He'll buy them. That's <laughs> <laughs> that New York. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess like I only asked. I guess he asked that because it's interesting to see like picking merchandise. I guess is not easy, and like on top of doing all this, you also have to like 
not let your own preferences influence what you buy. Yeah. Because even if you're like, man, these Jordan 1 mids are mid, but people are like buying them, you're like, I have to stock them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like you kind of just got to like see what other people like. It's not like there could be something that comes in, but it's like, uh, let's say it's like an older Jordan release from like, like 2005. It's like, I, I know if like someone brings it in, it's going to be like a hard shoe. Like, I, I like it, but I know like other consumers aren't going to like it. Right. Yeah. So it's just like you gotta see, like you gotta know, like what sells and what doesn't sell. Is it is it hard to like, is it hard like when something comes in to not bite for yourself? Like when something rare comes in, you're like, damn, I kind of want that. Is it hard to not just like, because I feel like for me, like if I worked in a place like this or if I had like a sneaker business, I'll be like every other shoe that comes in, I'm like, damn, I want to buy that for myself. But it's like you kind of have to like sell it, obviously. Yeah. Um. Loki, I mean, there'll be stuff that I like that comes in, but it's like, bro, we see shoes every day, so it's like, if you don't get this one, then like you'll get another one. Hmm. But it's like, if there's like rare stuff coming in, like we get rare stuff in all the time. So it's like, I might miss out on this one, but like, I'm not gonna be tripping because I know I could get the like a pair. Eventually, of, yeah, you could eventually get stuff. And then like, if you like, let's say something comes in right now, and like you're feeding for it, like even if you don't get it, it's cool because like what's hot today might not be hot tomorrow, so you could get it when it's like not as hot. So hmm. Yeah, I feel you. What's the rarest sneaker that's come in here? Say it was Dior's. Mm. Ever? Yeah, ever. Yeah. Some Air Force Ones. Some Jordan One Mids. No. <laughs> uh, we had like a couple, a couple like sample Jordans come in. Yeah. Oh, uh, we've had like a couple unreleased shoes, but like eventually, like uh, they become released. So mm. like at the time they were like super rare, but like eventually they came out. Um. I say like some Cactus Jack, uh, the Cactus Jack uh, flea market shoes. Mm. They're like the dunks that like never came out. I say those, those are pretty rare. And then, yeah, just like some like Jordan samples. For sure. That's, that's, that's pretty dope because like you would probably not get those if you didn't have like a big brand name because you could probably be a reseller but it'll be much harder to come across those and it's like you have a a, a shop where people yeah. can come in and they're like yeah i'm gonna go sell them over there mm -hmm. that's the benefit of a storefront yeah. yeah for sure that's like that's what i see every time i come there i was like that's probably be beneficial if i had a store so people can come by check out what i got but i mean that's in due time so yeah like that definitely when i see them they're like pops like it's gonna eventually slide back this shit's gonna rotate back yeah it's yeah. gonna Cause like when stuff comes in, it'll just be like cycles. So it's like if it's hot today, it might not be hot tomorrow for me. Mm -hmm. And so, what do you do with the stuff that like sits though? Like, do you just wait it out, or is there like another way you get revenue off of those pieces? Big ass sale. Yeah, like, <laughs> like for example, uh, like when we notice like when we got like a load that's like sitting, we'll like take it to like all the other stores, try to like trade it, sell it. Mm. Like we'll go to bring it back ways, and then like get stuff that we don't want and then just trade it for like stuff we like know for sure for sure is going to sell and you guys have talked about being a first writer before right so how do, how do you think that affects people in like business or like in the arts i feel like uh just we went there what was it probably um, a month ago right yeah last month yeah and i've never been before like that was my first time and i, I love the environment but it's, it's cool to see how people are so open to like talking to each other and like uh spreading ideas like going back and forth like how do you think that affected you like first Friday, like you definitely get to interact with like different people and then meet different people and then like you just, you know, like build relationships and then you just connect the dots for me. Like I know people there that like go there to sell hats, some people go there to sell shoes. So it's like if you need shoes, like you could just hit them up or like vice versa. And it helps you with uh, also like. Yeah, building connections and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I feel like, yeah, because it's like for now, 
that kind of environment or like that kind of like circle of people is like still pretty new so i feel like it's still a pretty close-knit community like you said you go there you trade stuff with each other so like i guess that's kind of beneficial for everybody because everybody kind of plays off of each other in a way and yeah everybody has like their own wave but i like seeing that there's like a lot of overlap you know there's not like uh, other places where it's like oh we got that group over there and this group over here and like they don't work together ever you know yeah and then plus like with like with all the like the new stores are like like the vegas community is like getting bigger and stuff like that there's like mm-hmm. new faces like coming in yeah who have you like seen i guess like seeing the growth in the city like who who have you seen like growing and like uh, evolving? definitely bring it back like i remember when i was in like high school like i used to like ditch school to like you know pull up after school and bro ccsd watching too <laughs> <laughs> not just kidding yeah, yeah, nah, tapes right so now. i used to like <laughs> school and then pull up be there for a couple hours and then you know, I was there chilling, like, buying something. She was, like, on my own there. They probably got hella tired of me. But, like, yeah, <laughs> I used to pull up there, like, even after I graduated, I was just chilling there, like, the whole day, just, like, reselling shoes. Damn. Yeah, yeah I know you're funny, tired of me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bro, go get your own store. So, yeah, go get his own <laughs> store, man. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Any y'all got any other questions? Um, if not, we could do the quick fire questions. Yeah, I think uh, it's yeah. time for the quick yeah. fire okay. questions. So, so we got a few time. quick fire questions. I'm just going to – we're just going to run it. First thing that comes to mind – just go ahead and say it out. So we'll go one at a time. We'll go one at a time. All right. All right, WAP. Favorite sneaker silhouette? Uh, Jordan 4s. Favorite streetwear brand? Uh, Nickel. <laughs> Shout out Nickel, <laughs> man. Out. Favorite high fashion slash luxury brand? Uh, Louis. Most overrated high fashion slash luxury brand? Gucci. Ooh. Closet must have? Uh, some Nickel pants. Uh, <laughs> something you would never get caught dead wearing? Um... Oh, the red boots. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> favorite, <laughs> ones, yeah. favorite sneaker of all time. Like, what is your grail? Uh, Chicago ones or bread fours? But, okay. For sure. Nico, we going to run down the same same question, same question. Favorite sneaker silhouette? Jordan ones. Favorite streetwear brand? Juicy. Favorite high fashion slash luxury brand? Balenciaga. What's the most overrated high fashion slash luxury Definitely Gucci, brand? for sure. Crazy. Closet yeah. must have. Black tees. Something you would never get caught dead White wearing. White tees. <laughs> 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 What's your favorite sneaker of all time? Air Jordan 6, infrareds only, though. For sure. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you welcoming us into the store, letting us set up here and record, appreciate man. Y'all. I appreciate you, Nico, for popping out, making this a, a little double feature episode. I know you guys are boys, so I, I personally wanted you guys to both be here because I feel like it, we play off the energy a little bit better. I know you guys. Um, no, me and White Boys, I don't kick it with a lot of people. This is about him and home is who i kicked it with yeah what made y'all like what made y'all kind of be like what made y'all like kind of vibe with each other our sarcasm click yeah we ain't gotta like on some serious tip when we say some shit yeah like, we be talking shit back back and forth to each other yeah, we, yeah. like we be sarcastic though yeah <laughs> we don't we yeah nothing none taken seriously i mean you you find that people that like you can click with and that's all it takes that's what's up. That's yeah, what's and up. it's all organic. You don't you don't really try to force that type of shit. Right. Yeah, and when we talk business too, I have like nine years of management under my belt, like working at elsewhere. So he asks question, I'll answer it type shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. All right, man. For everybody that does not know where to find you, with all the social links, whatever, you want to let them know. Uh, Company Las Vegas on Instagram, and then talking to the mic. Oh. Uh, coveted uh, Las Vegas on Instagram, and then uh, we're at the South Prima Outlet. For sure. And you got the two-year anniversary coming up, yep, so what do you got planned for that? 
Uh, you know, we got a bunch of merch, a bunch of doorbusters. We're going to be doing a bunch of promotions, stuff like that. All right, man. So y'all know, be on the lookout for that, man. Come show them some love. Come buy something. I know they're going to do, they got their own in-house merch. They got a bunch of cool stuff in here. They're going to be doing doorbusters, raffles, all that stuff. So coach, come show them some love, man, for a two-year anniversary. And Nico, what about you? Where can they find you? If anybody wants a pair of pants, I know you behind, you busy already, but we trying to get them customers up still. No, man. Uh, you can follow me at nickel59, spell out nickel, number five. And spell out nine. That's the only place you can reach me. And then uh, that's about it in terms of my social. And uh, if I want to link up with you, I will. <laughs> <laughs> if you're weird, don't call me. <laughs> right, man, y'all don't even see him. Like, we see him, but y'all not see him. Y'all know what his voice sounds like. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Y'all want to drop your socials? Oh, is it? On Instagram, uh, Comfy Freddy. On YouTube, uh, Fredo's Fix. Uh, at Instagram, Ocha Benji. That's it. All right, man. Fuck with my personal Instagram at aka BTG. And then, as always, follow the podcast, man. Real OTR podcast on Instagram, on the run pod on TikTok, on the run podcast on Facebook, uh, YouTube, OTR. Um, show them some love, man. Run up the reels and share this with a friend, man. We'll see y'all next week for another episode, man. Peace. Peace out. Peace.